What is going on, everybody? Man, I am so excited to start this new podcast for you guys. So, my name is George Naldriff, and I'm super fired up, man. I'm 30 years old from Miami, uh, ex personal trainer, ex pro ball player, current network marketer, entrepreneur. Um, and today I'm bringing you this podcast starting out. It's called I Can. And guys, if you're with me right now, say it to yourself, man, I can. Because this is all about, and this podcast is all, all going to be about self-empowerment, self-confidence, self-growth. So I'm here to help you become a better you through my personal experiences, through my stories, through um, you know what I've been able to overcome and grow through. Because I believe we grow through things, not go through things, since everything in life is happening for us and not to us. Um, so I believe that having that, that firm phrase, I can can really get you through any situation if, you work, if you're willing to try it out, if you're willing to try that on for yourself, and if you're willing to really put that into effect in your life, I genuinely believe there's going to be a lot more success and a lot more things that you can do as opposed to not being able to do. Um, so this specific, this specific episode is going to be called Almost. Now, why is it called Almost? So I don't know why I can't tell you, but early on in my life, probably around the age of 15, I had this morbid thought. I really didn't like, I really didn't know why. I didn't know why it was coming into my mind. And I just kept feeling it this way. And I just felt like I wasn't meant to be here that long. Like I wasn't going to be alive for that long. I wasn't going to be on this earth for that long. And I wasn't suicidal. I wasn't depressed. I wasn't any of those things. I just had a weird feeling like, I, I can't really explain it. There's no, explaining, there, there's no explaining it. From that young, I had no clue why. I had a great life, a great childhood, all good things. And I just had this, this weird feeling. And it kept coming up throughout different chapters of my life. And it just kept reaffirming how I felt. So that first experience in my life, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old. So I graduated high school in 2009. I go to college, Division three school in, uh, in New York. Um, you know, Mount St. Vincent, I'll never forget over there in, uh, in Riverdale in the Bronx. So I'm out there and I'm, you know, I go through my first year, I'm playing basketball there. I'm, I'm in school, awesome time, great place, different environment. I moved from Miami. So I really didn't have anybody or know anybody other than my team and the people on campus. Right. So anyways, I'm about a year and a half in, uh, switch majors like three different times because guys, if you're in college, you're going to keep switching. If you don't know what you're going to do, it's okay. Don't, be, don't feel judged. Don't feel anything. It is what it is. So I switched a couple times, found myself in, uh, I think it was like bio pre-med or something along those lines, something in that nature. I don't, honestly don't even remember it so long ago. And um, if I look back at my transcripts, I'll probably see it. Um, and I remember getting expelled. And I, let me tell you something. When I got expelled, First, I was blown away about what happened and how it happened, but I'm not even going to talk about the details. The point of the story is I get expelled from college. I'm trying to battle. I'm trying to appeal. And they're like, look, there's nothing you can do. You're just out. Okay, no problem. So they kick me back to, um, to you know, they send me back to Miami. In my head, I literally sat. They gave me about one week or, or 10 days to get my stuff together and get everything together and just go home. It was about one week, two weeks before finishing my fourth semester. So before finishing my second year, um, I had just done most of my finals. I actually did really well on those finals. And because I failed, I lost that entire semester um, because I didn't finish that semester. So that kind of deterred me from finishing school. 
And man, that was the first time in my life where I'm like, man, I'm, I'm doing good. I have this basketball thing. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to college. I'm playing. I'm getting better. I'm in school. I'm getting, I'm going to get my degree in two more years and life is going well. And lo and behold, of course, this experience, I get expelled. I'm like, see, I knew it. I knew it. I'm, I almost made it. I almost made it. I had the two things that I wanted. I was going to, I was in a college basketball team and I was in, uh, you know, I was in school studying and I almost had that success in those two areas. Almost. So I get it. You know, I was a little deterred. I got home and I was a little depressed, pretty sad. Honestly, no, no, uh, no hating on the people who work at like McDonald's. But for me, in my head, the only thing I could think of was like, okay, cool. I don't know anybody who's ever gotten kicked out of college. Anybody who does, I'm assuming they don't take you back into any other college because you're kind of written off. So you need a degree to work at most places. So I'm kind of stuck. So I'm going to be working at a fast through at a fast, you know, fast food drive through. And I was really sad about him. So I'm home. I'm home. I'm home. I'm like, you know what? I got to figure this out. I got to figure it out. I started personal training. I started making money, started building my business, um, started doing boot camps and different things of that nature because I always love fitness and health. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to school. I'm going to go to school, but I'm going to go around their rules. Because after you go to after you get expelled, you have to wait at least six months, one semester. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait. I'm go- I'm going into this school, uh, Florida International University here in Miami, and I went in as a non-degree seeking student. So, <laughs> tip: if you ever get expelled, hopefully you don't. But if you do, this is the this is it right here. Don't waste your time. I started as a non-degree seeking student, and I I registered in classes that were going to be for the major that I was going to be studying towards when I actually could be seeking a degree so that they would apply and transfer over. So I did that. Uh, six months in, I, I transfer over. I'm a fully, you know, I'm actually like seeking a degree now um, onto my fourth major and then eventually my fifth major. And so I walk onto the men's basketball team at FIU. I'm playing, re- doing really great. It was an awesome experience. Definitely progressed as an athlete, progressed as a student. Um, just my life was getting better. Even progressed as a person. You know, the things that I went through in New York really helped me grow into the person that I was going to become. So I, like I said, I had that first experience. I got expelled almost. Step number one, or, or experience number one. Experience number two, I'm about to finish. I'm at FIU. My basketball season's done. I'm done. My, I have no more years to play. I have a couple more credits to finish, like a couple more classes to finish. And they tell me, look, like three or four of the classes that you need to finish are in the summer. And in the summer, they don't expect finan- uh, accept financial aid. So it has to be paid cash. And at that time, one, I was not making the money that I was going to say, you know what, I'm going to put it towards my education because the reality is as a personal trainer, I was making pretty good money. And I wasn't going to make too much more with that degree, considering I didn't even want to use it anymore. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put it on pause. But that put it on pause turned into never going back. So I never got the degree. So I almost graduated college. And people ask me to this day, like, oh, so you graduated? You know, they asked me about basketball in college. I'm like, yeah, I played. I went to college. You know, And they're like, oh, well, you're, you graduated. I'm like, well, the year I finished <laughs> was a certain year, but I never graduated. We stopped. You know, I, I, we dropped out. We decided not to continue. And to be honest with you, I wasn't even seeking that degree for me. I was seeking it more for my parents because my parents were very get a degree, de- get a degree. So that was just the second time I just almost had it. almost had my degree and then something stepped in the way that I allowed to deter me away from it. But it kind of reconfirmed it at that point. I'm like, man, I'm so close, but there's always a reason. The next thing, which kind of started while I was at FIU, 
Um, so I found myself in a relationship uh, with a woman who had a son and it, it was great at the beginning. It was exciting. It was all these, you know, all these great things. And then it became extremely toxic. It became extremely negative. We had our own place. She had a son. So we basically had our own little family and it was amazing. It was everything I always wanted, you know, at the beginning. Um, it was everything, you know, to me, as a man, the one thing I've always believed as a man is that the biggest accomplishment you can have is being a father, being a husband, being, being, having a family that's truly happy, that you're truly um, you know, engaged with and, and helping them grow and, and just living that experience. It's, it's just truly unbelievable. And I can't wait to do that one day. Um, I'm in a great relationship now. Um, but that, that experience personally really took a toll because I had this family. I had this relationship. It was amazing. It was all going great at the beginning. Turns out a lot of different things happened, right? A lot of things happened. So um, it's a little harder to talk about this scenario, right? So uh, first was the infidelity, man. She cheated. She was cheating for a long time. Um, Really, really not a good situation. And it wasn't until, you know, actually walking in in that situation, walking, walking in on her after getting home early from work one day that I really realized, put my foot down and walked out. But before that, even when we were going through our struggles, ups and downs, you know, we had a, a scenario where the reality is, you know, we were two kids. We felt like I thought we were in love and, and things were going great. And uh, she got pregnant and she actually, you know, crazy enough. And I don't know who some most people, most people don't know this story. So this is going to be interesting how people react to this. But, um, you know, she she got pregnant and she aborted the kid, aborted um, against my wishes. That's not what I wanted whatsoever because I don't, I, one, I didn't want that. And two, it's just, I didn't support that. Um, and I didn't understand. I didn't understand. If we were in love, why would you want to? If we were in love, why would you want to? And it didn't hit me until after I'm like, no wonder she wanted to because she had to keep it in hiding. And, uh, what broke my heart, that broke my heart. And at the, as soon as it was done, turns out that there was actually two she aborted twins and my life dream was always to have twins, to have, you know, kids that are, that are twins. And I always thought that that was like meant for me. And then to have that, I'm not even going to say like it, it didn't happen for us. It, I felt like it was stripped away. It was taken away from me. And, um, and that was just another scenario, man, like that perfect relationship, that perfect family, all the good things ripped away. And I was like, see, again, all most Another situation in my life where it just reaffirms like I must not be meant to be here long because everything that I always want never pans out. And then the fourth scenario comes in and I'm like, you know what? At this point, I'm pretty sick of it. But I'm like, you know what? I've done. I'm growing. I'm, I've had some time away from those experiences. Let me let me let me try to get rid of this limiting belief or this story that I keep telling myself. Um, you know, I, I found this network marketing company soon after um, getting out of that toxic relationship. And I really just went all in in that business. I, I truly have been able to grow, grow a successful business with it. It's Herbalife Nutrition. I've been with this company still to this day for six and a half years. Um, but I'll never forget, I grew. I started in 2015, grew exponentially, was already making career level, level income in about eight months. And at that point, I was like, man, I made it. I made it. And so it was the first time where I felt like, man, I made it. And it's not an almost, I made it. And then... As fast as it showed up, as fast as my check grew, as, as fast as my business grew, it dropped just as fast. And all of a sudden, 80% of the people that I had brought in had left. 
And at that point, it was the first sense of hope when I reached something called the Get Team, which is like a, the global expansion team. It's the top achievers, top, you know, top percentage in the company. Um, so it was a great, a great achievement. But just because you have the pin doesn't mean the people are still there. Doesn't mean the business still exists. Doesn't mean the, the, the check is still there. So I lost everybody in my business. About 80% of everybody left. And I was like, man, what a false hope. Like somebody, I, I was feeling good and somebody just took the rug out from under me. And, and that's exactly how I felt always. And the, this is the fourth time now, guys. And I know I was just in a point where I'm like, man, this is just my life. This is just my story. And George is just the almost person. He's almost going to make it a bunch of times. And I don't know if it's self-sabotage. I don't know if it's the limiting belief. I don't know if I'm not meant to be here that long. But it's just the narrative that's been going on in my life. And I know at this point you're hearing all these stories and it sounds, sounds kind of like, why me um, you know, looking for some pity? And it's really not. I really want to communicate to you guys that, man, I feel 30, but I feel like I've been through 60 years of life. I've been through enough experiences that people haven't been through half of this stuff. And there's so much more behind it. Um, you know, but all I can tell you is, man, I really, after all those things, I really felt a deep sense of loneliness, of a little bit of depression, a little bit of sadness, some lack of fulfillment, lack of purpose, lack of vision. I just couldn't see. People were like, oh, can't you see yourself at the top percent in the company? Can't you see yourself successful and a millionaire? Can't you see yourself with that family? I'm like, no, man, I can barely see myself in like next year. I don't understand. I, I couldn't. It's like I had blinders on and I couldn't see what was past the present. I couldn't see it. I couldn't visualize it. And uh, I'm so grateful for this company, man. I'm so grateful for Herbalife Nutrition and the philosophy within it because inside of Herbalife, there's a lot of personal development, a lot of personal growth. And, you know, one of the main mentors in, in Herbalife is Jim Rohn, and he's like the the OG. He's the, the, the original personal development man. You know, he, he's changed so many people's lives around the world. Rest in peace. Um, he trained some of the top personal development people uh, or speakers in the world, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, and so many, so many, so many others. And I remember I heard a video that said two things. Well, I've heard two videos, one from Jim Rohn, one from Mark Hughes, the founder of Herbalife. Jim Rohn said, you have to work hard on yourself, then you do your job. And when I heard that, I'm like, man, if I really just work on me, maybe things will get better. So I started working. I started doing personal development. And personal development isn't motivational videos. It's actually reading things and applying things and doing things to develop the person. And then the other thing I heard from Mark Hughes was he, he, had, he was on stage and he told Jim to announce something on stage and it was what the company was going to do the following year. And he said, Mark, you said, are you going to announce it publicly? And Mark said, yes. And then Jim Rohn, who's the person who he was talking to, was like, I just don't see it. He's like, borrow my eyes. And the day that I heard that, I understood vision. I understood how I could have it. And it was by doing this. If you, are the, if you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, and that just doesn't count the people. It counts the things you're listening to, the radio, the TV, uh, music. It all matters. It all plays a role in your mind. But if you're an average of the five person you surround yourself with and everybody around you has no vision, everybody around you has no goals, everybody around you has limiting beliefs and limiting stories, everybody around you is broke, everybody around you is broken, if all that is true, then what chances do you have of breaking through those things and getting out on the other side? Very, very minimal. So what I realized was 
I need to get around people and borrow their eyes. I need to get, I need to get around the people who have the, fa- the happy family, the, the positive mindset, the big bank account, the awesome, you know, the, the beautiful cars and the beautiful home and, the, and the, the way that they speak, the businesses that they had, the way they dress. I needed to be around these people because if I could get around those people, I could borrow their eyes. I could almost touch the dream that I've always wanted. And that's exactly what I did. In network marketing, you get, you get access to this amazing network of people that want more, that want to strive for more, that have bigger goals, ambitions. They want to grow. They want to evolve. They want to help others. And that's exactly what I did. I got around those amazing people, some people making you know, some extra income, some people making ridiculous income, um, six, seven, eight, nine figures in network marketing. I've met a lot of amazing people, met, made a lot of great friends. And through those friendships and those relationships, I've been able to borrow their eyes. And I'll tell you what, guys, I've never had a bigger, bigger vision for my life. I, I used to not be able to see past the week or the weekend or, or the month or barely the year or any of that. And now I have a vision board for a year, for five years, for 10-year goals. I know what I want. I know what I have. I know what I can be. I know what I want to become as a person, as a business owner, as a spouse, eventually as a father, as a son, as a brother, as all of those things, I know what I want to become and I know what I want to do in order to get there. So I'm grateful for this opportunity and I'm grateful for these things. So if you guys are listening to this right now and you're like, you can relate, you were one of those almost people. You've almost made it. You almost got that job. You almost passed that, that class. You almost got your degree. You almost had that happy relationship. You almost had that family. You almost made it in some way, shape or form in your life. I'm just going to give you some tips that I hope you can take with you that help me and uh, really just help me get back on my feet and keep pushing. And the first thing is keep going. Keep going. And as basic as this sounds, just understand progress is made by just putting one foot in front of the other. And it doesn't matter the progress as long as it's progress. It, It doesn't matter how fast. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how fast the progress is as long as you're still moving forward. You could take one toe at a time. But as long as you're inching forward, little by little, you're going to get there. And that, is, that same method is going to help you get out of that depression, that sadness, that loneliness. And that's what happened. I remember sitting, there was days I was sitting on my couch. I was just home playing video games, trying to distract myself from my own life. I was just, I was in my own head. And one day I just said, you know what? I'm not going to play anymore. One day I'm not going to just sit here. One day I'm just going to go to the gym. One day I'm just going to go this. And then I loved the feeling while I was there and I kept going day after day after day after day. And I built myself back up brick by brick, day by day, moment by moment, book by book, audio by audio. And I'm telling you guys, I am here today because of those little, little tiny strides every single day. The next thing I can do is recommend personal development. And no matter what, what you do, what field you're in, whether you're, you're working nine to five, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you don't even have a job, personal development. Personal development is the key. If you want a better life, you have to become better as a person. And it's not just listening to motivational videos because motivational videos are crap. They doesn't last. It's a feeling. What you need to do is develop the person. Learn the skills. Learn the things. Learn the tools that you can implement into your life that are going to help you become better, to act better in different scenarios, to react better, to, to think better, okay? These are key. So Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, David Goggins, just to name a few, these guys are game changers in my life and I still listen to them all the time. 
Every single day I listen to personal development, whether it be on YouTube, where there's so much free information, whether it's a podcast, whether it's uh, um, you know, on Spotify or something, a book, an audio book on Audible, something. There's always something there um, that you can use and, and, and read to be able to grow your mindset. And the next thing I can tell you is get into action. Get into action. Just start doing something, something in the right direction. You're going to learn if it's not the right direction through experience. And you're going to learn if it's the right direction through experience. But you don't get experience if you don't actually start walking the path, if you don't start getting into that action. So do something and get around people who have the things that you want, who have achieved the things that you want to achieve. You have to get around more. They say if you, if you put a shark in a fish tank, the shark will only grow as big as the fish tank. But if you, grow, if you put a shark in the ocean, it'll grow to the day that it dies. What does that mean? It means that your surroundings are keeping you from growing. And so many of you guys are sharks out there that are living in fish bowls and haven't been able to truly grow into your full potential, into that full person that you're meant to become. And I was one of those people living in in a very limited world, in, in a limited environment with friends and even some family that had such a small mindset and such a small vision that it kept me from growing. And until I broke through that and understood I needed to get around those who had what I wanted, it wasn't until then that I started having the things that I wanted. So get around some more, some better people, some inf- more influential people, people who are more successful inside and out. Now, guys, I'm not talking about just, all right, go chase people with money. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm telling you is go chase people and build relationships with those who are happy, who are fulfilled, who live with purpose, who are healthy. All of those things matter. All of those things matter. So get around it. And guess what? Here's a little side tip. You don't just become friends with those people. You have to earn their time. And typically they won't give you the time of day unless you have something to bring. You have something to bring to the table. And most of of that time, what you're going to be able to offer is you, is your efforts, are your skills, is the mindset. Are you willing to show up? Who are you as a person does your energy help them or hurt them? Those all, all those things matter. All the friends that I have today who are successful, I got around them by saying, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? What can I do to add value? What can I do to contribute? And through that, that's how I've built relationships in my life. In any aspect, whether it be on, you know, on the basketball court, um, in college, uh, you know, friendships in network marketing. The last thing I'm gonna say is actually a little story from, uh, or not a story, a saying from from Jesse Itzler. I believe that's pronounced right, Jesse Itzler. Um, you know, he's a, he's an amazing entrepreneur. We actually, I was just watching him in a in a Tony Robbins Breakthrough Challenge, which I thought was absolutely incredible. And he said something that really blew me away. And he said, as an entrepreneur, we don't take no for an answer. We don't let the word no stop us from reaching our dreams. And he said. As an entrepreneur, you need to be able to put yourself in a place to get lucky. And what does that mean? It means if you're not out there putting in the work, if you're not out there doing the uncomfortable things, if you're not out there putting in the effort, if you're not out there trying to meet new people, how are you going to get lucky? How are you going to meet that right person? If you're trying to, if you want to start finding a, you know, a, a partner, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a, you know, if you want that future husband or wife, you're not going to meet them while you're sitting at home. You got to get out there. You got to put, your pla- you, you put yourself in a place to be lucky. 
If you're looking to, if you have a business and you're looking for somebody to help you get it off the ground and running, how are you going to sit home instead of being out there networking and seeing maybe there's somebody out there who's willing to invest in you? But if you're not out there, you're not putting yourself in a place to get lucky. So put yourself in a position to get lucky, to meet the right people, to build the right relationships, to meet that right person or be in that right situation or scenario. So guys, you've heard my experiences. It's been a long 30 years, it almost feels. But I can tell you what, I almost felt like I couldn't make any of it. I couldn't be successful. I wasn't going to be. And here I am today, 30 years old, been here literally a third of the way done, right? A third. If you really look at your life and, and, and how it is, if you break it down into percentages, which is an interesting thing, you know, if the average life expectancy is 88 or 90, and I'm a third of the way done and I'm still here. So obviously that limiting belief, that limiting story that I wasn't going to be here long is trash. It's not true. And I had to get rid of that story and able to have that vision. I needed to get around people who had bigger vision so that they could expand mine. Because a mind expanded can never return to its normal state and you can never unsee what you see. And I have not been able to unsee that vision, that possibility, that potential for my life. And I'm so grateful for it. And I hope that today's podcast, today's episode has expanded your mindset a little bit. It's given you some inspiration or motivation to keep going. It's given you some tips that you could apply so that you go from almost making it to successful and thriving. Just remember this, guys, you can. So say it with me. I can. Till next time, guys.